Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Intellectual Podcast, where we're just putting just a little dash of nuance to the polarizing conversations on the internet. I'm Jem. And I'm Renee. And we're your hosts for today, where I have a completely valid gripe with the world right now. I am, like, this close. Okay. I'm this close to being just over mental health. Damn. I think it's a sham. I think it's ridiculous. All you people are getting too much. I think we're putting too much emphasis. He said on mental, health mental health is a sham. For sure. For sure. Hot take of the day. No, literally. Like started off hot. He didn't even didn't even prepare us for anything. Just <laughs> <laughs> didn't ease it in. No, <laughs> nothing. No, no lube, no nothing. Just straight, <laughs> just straight, unzipped, shut that what? shit. No. In. <laughs> ah! Oh my god. Oh my gosh. But yeah, no. I think um I think that people are using mental health or the idea of mental health mm-hmm. in a way that no longer supports my ability to care about it. Right. Right. The the terms have lost their meaning they have. entirely. They the, have. So it's not it's not me, it's you. Yeah. It's you guys. It's you. Mm-hmm. We as a society have done this to ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Um 100%. And now I can't care. And if you haven't noticed by now, we're going to be talking about the pitfalls mm-hmm. of terminology mm-hmm. and why you need to stop using these psychological terms to describe your thing. You're not qualified. <laughs> Case, in point. Case in point. Case in point. I didn't eat people into it. Good God. You're not qualified. Ouch. You are not Why is that qualified. So okay. Oh Jesus Christ. Sorry, Becky. Yeah. Maybe, maybe Brad was not a narcissist. <laughs> maybe, maybe you just have communication problems. Ah. Yeah, think about that. Oh no! Think about that. Hopefully, no Becky's listening to our thing because yeah. I'd be bad mouthing Susan's and Becky. Like it's, it's the so thing to hardcore. do. Like what That's did they do so to you? To me. If you've been wronged by a Becky, please call this hotline. <laughs> <laughs> God, I have things to say about them. Yeah, oh, no, God. I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's just like I feel like those are the most generic names. Yeah, no, I've never 100%. once in my life met a Susan or a no, Becky. Literally never. Do they even exist? No, I'm not sure. <laughs> See? I'm not See? sure. Exactly. They're literally an idea. But, anyways, what's going on, girl? What you got yeah, for me? Not much. Not much. Um, I learned earlier today, though. Uh, speaking of pop culture. That you have no idea that Britney Spears has a little sister. I was sister. today years old when I learned that the legendary pop sensation that is Britney Spears right. has siblings. Has a sibling. Just one? Literally just one. Like, there's not many siblings to know. She just has a single one. And a pretty, like, she does a really great job of, like, putting herself out onto the really? media news outlet. Mm. Well, because not the news I consume. Well, apparently not. Well, you don't, you don't go on Snapchat daily mail every morning as your no. daily newspaper. <laughs> Absolutely oh, not. Interesting. And if I did, I guess I would have learned today. That yeah. That, that, that <laughs> she is had sister. a sister. No, I'm literally so shocked that you didn't know. But the reason why like she was even on um, like my radar was because apparently Britney Spears, obviously Britney Spears has come out with like a memoir mm-hmm. talking about her life. Have you heard of about that was it a book it was a book yeah justin timberlake 
something, not something, with Justin something, Timberlake. No, but like she was talking about something that had to do with JT. There, there was definitely like in the book because you know she was talking about her life and her career, and mm. obviously her and Justin Timberlake Dated. have known each other since they were kids, mm. and they did date in okay. their like early late teens, Are early twenties. Like abuse somewhere in there? Question I, mark. I th- maybe I don't think this is so controversial. I think since people have like critiqued Justin Timberlake's behavior, sure, sure. he was he was critiqued for the way that he I think one broke up with her. I can't remember mm. exact reason why he broke up with her, but then the way that he spoke about her in like the public eye mm. after their breakup, he spoke about her like very negatively. Um, kind of like Jada Pickett Smith, right? <laughs> we maybe I don't, I don't know, I don't know. It's different. It's definitely it's so different. different. They were also there. like children. Um, but Aww. her, um, in, in the book, she talks about getting pregnant, mm. and it, it does come out that which it was suspected because that song that she had, Hit me, uh, baby. No, <laughs> not that one. It's one. Fantasy in my dreams and see your face. I know was, like two Britney Spears songs. Wow, you really? So it's not even that I didn't know she had a sister. I'm just like not that invested in her existence and her as a in general as a celebrity. You know that's and that's totally fair. Like you're definitely more of like the Beyonce kind of human mm-hmm. uh, versus like a beehive. Uh, yeah, <laughs> 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 I'm like all right, all right for sure. All right, go off, King. Um, but anyways, in in the in the book, she talks about how she um, got pregnant by Justin Timberlake. Like they got like granted, they were like nineteen twenty when sure. they were in this relationship. Got pregnant, had an abortion, um, and I guess she kind of expressed that she felt like pressured by him to not have the baby. He told her that he didn't want to have a child, et cetera, et cetera. This is kind of old news that I'm explaining to you, by the way. Like it's <laughs> novel information to me, which is crazy. And maybe the, maybe other people like, oh it'll God, be new information to JT. them. Holy shit! Yeah, oh, so crazy. And there's definitely some critique to be said about him, and like, but I think at the end of the day, I don't. I wouldn't characterize like his behavior as like abuse. Mm. You know, I think people like the initial like shock of like the dynamic of their relationship and how things happened and whatnot. Mm. I think people were, yeah, we're really quick to be like FJT, you know, he's a horrible person, et cetera, et cetera. But, um, as we may know, you know, or as we talk about, like it, it's like giving the context of the situation, he was like 19, 20 years old. Also a person has the right to say like, I don't want to be a parent, right? you know? And yes, is that like really like hurtful? And especially when you're like, a child, a, like very young, mm-hmm. like he has a right to be like, I'm not ready to be a father yet. Granted, like that it becomes like a, like a, I don't know if it's like a sticky situation, but a really complex situation, especially when it's like, okay, but at the end of the day, like, you know, the woman is going to decide whether she has that baby or not Mm -hmm. um does it make it maybe more difficult to deal with if the person got pregnant by doesn't want to be a father and doesn't want that 100 percent. that becomes like incredibly like emotionally just like i can't imagine like the emotions that you're dealing with and warring with Mm -hmm. having that knowing that um and then having the abortion like how like 
like an abortion is just an incredibly like intense situation and an intense trauma to happen to your body. So especially like, when you can like afford to have the baby. Exactly. Like there's no real reason right. why you need to get rid right. of it. You're not like, I mean, other than the fact like if you didn't want it, sure. Right. But right. Like, if you wanted to keep it and like you're Britney Spears uh-huh. and you have all the, like the resources to raise this child totally. with or without the father. Right. Right. Yeah. It's like, why, why wouldn't like, you? And then to, Follow through with the abortion because I'm sure she was maybe also being told maybe by her team, maybe Mm. by other people, not just Justin Timberlake to not have the baby. Um, Yeah, that's like really hard thing to go through. But I wouldn't categorize Justin Timberlake, maybe like a little bit of a dick, honestly, like kind of especially with the way that he talked about her to like different like media and like news outlets and whatnot, like in interviews, like definitely unnecessary given that like the sensitivity of like your relationship, the fact that you guys did get pregnant and she did have to have an abortion, like maybe regardless of like how you guys ended things or maybe whatnot, maybe treat it with a little bit more sensitivity. But um, I wouldn't categorize him as abusive. But not abusive. It's a little extra. People, you know. Well, there you go. That leads perfectly into why you shouldn't be talking about these terms so aggressively yeah there's a bunch of people nowadays that would be classifying that stuff as abuse but mm-hmm. is it actually but is it there's contextual examples to it yeah. so moving right the freak along why do people mm-hmm. why do people feel the need to use these terms yeah i mean it's a very it's recent a, phenomenon. Totally. And very characteristic of like our generation as well, right? So like just even the topic of mental health and um, the openness about it, the openness about like not even just like if you have some like crazy chronic like you got BPD or something like that, but just like normal human like anxiety. depression and like, <laughs> and, you know, and, and anxiety, day to day like stresses and whatnot. Um have come into the fold of society. And and this is no secret that like we've kind of brought this in and, you know, have completely flipped uh, as a generation, we flipped it on its head. And, you know, now we are open about these things and we speak about our problems in our age. We don't bottle things in and Mm. like just take shit and, um, and, and, and all that good stuff. Um, And usually, you know, what comes with, a change and trying to usher in a a new age is um, (laughs) things kind of tend to go into an extreme. Yeah. You know, we like to overcorrect. Exactly. We, we as humans are great overcorrectors for sure. Do we ever, ever like (laughs) side thing? Do we ever like middle correct? I don't, I I think it's either in this, like in history, like historically in history or whatever. Historically in history. I know my brain (laughs) look holding on by thread. Anyways, we either are on like one side that is like extreme or the other. And it's always like, Oh, well, you know, things have to go to the extreme before they find like the, the median, but do they ever get to the median? Do they need to be at the extreme. So we, we all know what the medium is. Yeah. We just like, just do I, the opposite. Well, I'm, I like. I don't think we ever have like, because even I have been guilty of saying this. Like, oh well, society has to kind of swing to this extreme before we kind of level out, and then we'll be in that middle spot where it's like a healthy middle. I don't know that that's necessarily oh, true. Wait, no, I know why. Why? I know why. Why do you? Why do you think? Because humans suck at change. Uh, so we're very resistant to it. Uh huh. So. 
I don't think people want to be on the opposite overcorrected extreme of things, Mm -hmm. but you're meeting so much resistance from Mm -hmm. the status quo Mm -hmm. that in order to have a voice about anything, you'd Mm -hmm. have to be the exact opposite to be heard. Because imagine um, something really polarizing like civil rights. Yeah. Right. Yeah. very black and white issue where mm-hmm. like we need to stop like treating people like this it's yeah. like oh no like we need to be like in the middle of that like it's okay mm-hmm. like it's like we just need to like create these policies that work for everyone and it's fine like no one's gonna hear that in no. 1965 right you have to be like you have to be convincing mm-hmm. and and aggressive yeah and black lives matter type stuff so yeah no, that's true. That is that is very true. It's like it really like to like motivate and to move people into action. You kind of have to have like extreme or radical like speak or language mm. and whatnot. I always see it, too, as like, you know, when you get like a really big group of people together and you're like, all right, everybody clap on beat, clap, clap. If you keep doing that for long enough, the clap will slowly get faster and faster and faster and faster and faster. Mm -hmm. Like people like you, we can't stay like on the beat as like, even if like everyone is like relatively like musically inclined, Mm -hmm. it's hard to stay on beat. You end up just like, it's human nature to just like quicken the pace and go faster and faster. Sound. Exactly. And so I, I almost see it like visually as like that where like we just, struggle to stay in that like almost like neutral mm. me like middle space we uh, we just tend to like veer off into the extremes of things but over time the universe corrects itself oh yeah totally so, balance balance in the universe for sure we love that at least yeah you know but why can't we do it ourselves? Like a flood or something. Whoa! <laughs> Whoa, the great equalizer, right? <laughs> the <laughs> biblical flood. That'll do it, I suppose. No one's fighting anymore. <laughs> we all drown the exact same time. For sure. Oh my god. I mean, you're not wrong. Yes. But yes. at what cost? At what cost? It's <laughs> All right. <laughs> this is what happens when you're on two hours of sleep and one oh other episode God. in. So yeah, no, I have not you know, slept a lot at all. Sorry, not sorry. This is the <laughs> this is the version of us you're getting today. Did yes. you say that we're the hosts for today? I think I said that right. Did yeah, yeah, we did. See, <laughs> no, see? This is this is what oh. we're doing. But oh there is a there is a phenomenon. Back to the subject matter at hand. There is a phenomenon that we find ourselves in that people feel the need to use these very very well constructed and well thought out and well practiced terms that you find in the psychological mm-hmm. practice psychology and therapy and all that stuff they'll take mm-hmm. therapy language and they'll take it out of context mm-hmm. and they'll use it to describe situations and phenomenon that don't necessarily fit yeah what they're describing yeah you have a little disagreement with your friend and now mm-hmm. all of a sudden they're crossing your boundaries. Right. You have a little argument with your mother and now she's a narcissist. Right. Like, you know, there's a lot of moms that are narcissists. But that's either here or there. You know what I mean. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. I find that to be a little bit um, problematic. Yeah. I mean, I think there's also just like people... People like there's like 
in when interacting with people, different people and humans, there are characteristics of things, right? So people can have like characteristics of narcissism, right? I I sure do. I know that for a fact. Withhold my narcissism all the time. <laughs> I plead the fifth. Just kidding. Just um, kidding. But you can have like these like traits of like narcissism, mm-hmm. right? Or like in a moment, maybe someone is acting in a manipulative way towards you um, in conversation or whatnot, or like is like crossing a boundary, etc. Like in a moment of like conflict. But to then then like prescribe like these blanket statements mm. onto a person uh, because of a moment or maybe even several moments, honestly, um, does not like does not it doesn't mean that they are that thing, right? right. Um, humans are complex. Humans are complex. Humans behave poorly. Does not mean that they are like a sociopath. Mm-hmm. Does not mean they're like a like like we keep saying like a narcissist um doesn't mean they gaslit you you know were they like i said were they manipulative maybe were they like not considerate of you in that moment probably (laughs) but like do they have a mental disorder like right like we said at the beginning you were not qualified probably to make that to make that statement Um, and, and like I said before too, it's like, it's taken the wind out of its sails. Like the me, the word doesn't even mean what it means anymore. You hear that and you're just like, oh, okay. Yeah. Just a normal dude. No, exactly. <laughs> he was a narcissist. Oh, so you guys had a falling out for yeah. sure. Yeah. Like for we've, sure, sure. we've taken like these like extreme terms and like completely diluted them, mm. but then still kind of mentally apply those extreme definitions yeah. to the thing. Exactly. You know? Which is very interesting because... I don't want to demonize therapy speak. Totally. Because in the right context, those words, those definitions, all those classifications Mm -hmm. are very important between the patient and the therapist. Mm -hmm. As a therapist, you need these things to classify and understand what these people are going through. Right. So if you or talking with a person who's going through a depressive episode mm-hmm. or who has anxiety, you use these terms to identify the nature of their symptoms so you can correctly mm-hmm. treat them. Right. right. Within that context, it's not necessarily as destructive mm-hmm. as actually inversely, it's completely constructive right. to utilize these terms in that way for that purpose. Right. When does it become a problem? When you take it, out of that context and mm-hmm. naturally social media is to blame right for this, right because not the infographics right, <laughs> right. <laughs> and it's so consumable and you love it yeah. like psych to go and like all those things where you learn all these things and mm-hmm. they were designed like no shade to any of these no. like psychology pages or influence or anything because they're mm-hmm. doing god's work right right educating the masses about these things which yeah. Are you, it's useful information to know. Yeah. We do need to know, like, narcissistic traits. We do need mm-hmm. to know how to formulate boundaries. We do need to know mm-hmm. how to prioritize our needs. Like, these yeah. are all positive things, right? Especially in a world where, like, therapy is expensive mm-hmm. and, like, not everyone has access to that level of, like, care and, exactly. like, treatment. So, yeah, it builds an understanding that you can access without needing to actually go to therapy. Mm-hmm. But social media is far too quick Mm 
Mm-hmm. It's far too ubiquitous. Yeah. Without the necessary nuance that is in place within the long years of education that you go through <clears throat> to be a therapist, yeah. to be um, a psychologist, you have the context of what these terms mean and what they're used for. Right. Outside of context, when you're just telling people what these things are, they'll easily and naturally apply that to mm-hmm. their own lives. And when you're exhibiting the traits, like you were saying, mm-hmm. um, people existing with a narcissistic trait, like, oh, maybe they mm-hmm. are being a little selfish in this moment. Yeah. You'll identify that and be like, oh, they're narcissistic mm-hmm. because that's what you heard. That's what you learned. Right. And you're shifting what was well-intentioned yeah. into something that is a little less useful especially Mm -hmm. for what you're trying to do because in those situations when someone's being selfish Mm -hmm. you don't need necessarily for um for them to be diagnosed in a certain way right they don't need to be classified they don't need to be um for you helped you know right for you to see a behavior and not like like it Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like you can be like oh this person did this to me i don't enjoy that let me have a conversation let me distance myself you don't Mm -hmm. need to classify them as anything to like understand what's going on when truly the nature of what you want to happen is that you don't want that behavior to continue right and you should just like communicating that stuff whatever you want whatever you need however you want to do it just be like yo like i feel like that's pretty selfish that you're doing like that mm-hmm. xyz that would prefer blah blah blah. Right. and then all of a sudden homeboy like oh i didn't know i was being that way mm-hmm. my bad fam my bad and now you have a solution to the problem that was gonna be exploded in your mind right call that dude a narcissist that's what he is and it's yeah. really hard to argue with these terms mm-hmm. they're designed with that in mind with the um, the hierarchy mm-hmm. of these terms right you have the psychologist the mm-hmm. therapist and the patient right if the therapist is talking about like yeah no you have like some crazy attachment style this that and the other you're mm-hmm. not gonna be like nah fam that ain't me you're gonna mm-hmm. listen to that it's gonna you're gonna think about that you're going to try mm-hmm. to explore what that means right and that's extremely dangerous when mm-hmm. you're not utilizing it in the proper context yeah or potentially like accurately as right. well right and i mean that being said i think like people use this like therapy speak essentially the the people i think the people that use it in this way that's ultimately harmful to whatever interaction they're trying to like engage in or not engage in mm. or whatnot um it's like, like you're saying, there, like this, this therapy speak, these definitions, these terms were utilized as a, an effective way of like understanding human behavior and phenomenons and connections, et cetera. And when people like, at least in the examples that like I've seen of it on the internet or in my own personal life, it's like a way for people use it in a way to create distance Um to deflect blame away from them, whatever mm. actions they have maybe engaging in that in that situation. Um, and it, 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 like you were saying, it ultimately has like this flip-flop effect where it's now like very like, like cold and just like, like I was saying, like you're, you're 
deflecting like oh well they're just a narcissist so mm -hmm. like i i just like i can't interact in that and, and whatnot um or you know he, well he was gaslighting me so like i i just like i i can't do this this guy is like just absolutely horrible mm -hmm. and then like potentially like you know tarnishing or like maybe not completely tarnishing how much like is like word being spread about this person but like this, this person that you're interacting may not be like, wasn't got maybe not gaslighting you, but maybe wasn't like a narcissist and all these things. They were just, they weren't acting in like the best possible way in that moment or in several moments. Mm -hmm. um, but to then to like, just like write it off. I think as we all constantly talk about like humans are complex and like, it's not just that simple why they were like behaving in that way or, or whatnot. Um, and I and it on it leaves you in a position where you don't have to take any responsibility for anything, and uh, you can kind of exist in like this like victim mentality almost. Mm. At least in the ways that I've have seen people use it, right? right. Um, and obviously, like I have like examples of that, but you wanna. Yeah, so uh, Jonah Hill. Oh yeah, the Jonah Hill. I think this is like a prime prime example. This happened like several months ago. Mm, we talked about it too. We, when was it? going on yeah exactly um his girlfriend or ex-girlfriend at the time had released text of their interaction where he was it was it was really like for the conversation where the this is a prime example of like the overuse of like boundaries mm -hmm. and what that means um because i granted i think in the at the time we said it that like we were like releasing like private text messages That's like to weird. the public <laughs> like why are we doing that like mm -hmm. you know and granted he's a public figure and maybe she felt some sort of like responsibility to expose his character because That's he has crazy. such a likable public sure. image <laughs> That's wild. um yeah which is wild but to that point though like the things that he was saying were you know things like oh well i don't want you surfing with men even though she was like a surf instructor just mm -hmm. a surfing human he didn't want her like wearing a bikini once again her job is water right. <laughs> um he didn't want her um what else he said that the, some of the women that she interacted with some of the friends that she had essentially like implying that they were like party girls and not mm. good influences and he didn't want her hanging out with them. And he all like, he framed all of it in like the, like the framework of like, these are my boundaries. Mm -hmm. This is, if you're going to be with me, this is what I want from a lifelong partner. This is what it is. You like take it or leave it type of deal. Um, and how can you argue with a person's boundaries? Exactly. With a person that you actually want to be with, with a person that you're actually like caring about mm -hmm. or trying to cultivate a relationship with. It's right. Like, oh, that's, and that's the danger, right? Yeah. That's a trigger word. Yeah. Immediately like boundaries. Oh, like let me take a step back. Totally. And see what's happening. But are those boundaries actually boundaries mm -hmm. useful to have within the context of the interaction? Right. Like all intents and purpose. All intents and purposes, you can have whatever boundary you want to have. Yeah, literally, the sky's your limit like right. at this point. 100%. The danger is what are boundaries actually for, mm -hmm. right? People have misconstrued um, the definition. Mm -hmm. They misconstrue the definition in the sense that everyone thinks that boundaries are things that you have to like keep away from yourself, protect mm -hmm. yourself. And stuff like that. Mm -hmm. When in actuality, a boundary is the space where you can 
internalize and assess yourself Mm -hmm. in relation to the environment around you. Right. So if your boundary has to do with the behavior of another person Mm -hmm. in the sense that not necessarily how they're acting to you, like the way Mm -hmm. that they're speaking to you, the way that they're interacting with you, but like just what they're doing Mm -hmm. with themselves. Yeah. Like wearing a bikini at the beach. That stops being a boundary. Right. It's something else. Yeah. You're using that to control the situation. You're using that to mm-hmm. do something completely different than what the term boundary was intended to do. Right. Right. And and it's like even just in that situation, it's so odd because it's not like when they started dating, she wasn't a surfing instructor. Mm-hmm. That this wasn't her career and her job. That there weren't bikini photos on her Instagram already right. prior to them getting into a relationship. So it then begs the question, like, right, where it's like, well, not really begs the question, but it makes it obvious that it's really more so a tool of control rather mm. than actual boundary setting. Because why would you interact with someone who you look on their page and you're like, oh, well, they engage in social media in a way that I wouldn't be comfortable mm-hmm. with that my partner would do. It'd be like a similar, like, I mean, a more extreme example of this, like, you like someone who's like religious or like say like Muslim, like, okay. Like if they, if they're of of the belief that like they want their wife to like wear like a, like head covering, Mm. you wouldn't interact with like a Muslim woman who didn't. Right. Just simple as that. Like you, you make it easy for yourself. You know what I mean? You can have a preference for that. Yeah. But then if you do have a preference for that, why would you engage a person that's clearly outside of that preference? Outside of that preference. Then frame that preference as a boundary. Yeah. Definitely trying to. Because it's not really a boundary. It's not. It's not. It can't be. Yeah. Because you're trying to control another person's behavior. Yeah, exactly. In relation to themselves and not you, which is Mm -hmm. crazy to me. No, it's wild. And the more we talk about it, the more that point is illustrated, right? Mm -hmm. That what is actually being articulated when we use these terms out of context is that you're trying to gain some, like you're trying to one-up a person. Some like moral, like not maybe not moral, but like, I don't know, some superior, like upper hand. Upper hand, yeah. Yeah. You're trying to do some sort of upper hand for whatever reason. It can be a Mm -hmm. variety of different reasons. Yeah. Um, but your intentions are less than um, less than noble, yeah. whether you realize it or not. Totally. Like not to say that everybody that uses therapy speak is mm-hmm. nefarious, right? right because right. a lot of the times, again, in and of itself, the terminology is designed mm-hmm. to help you better articulate mm-hmm. phenomena that's happening within your mind mm-hmm. in relation to other people. Yeah, like that is the goal of therapy speak. Right. right? That's the goal of the terminology. But when you use that terminology mm-hmm. out of the context with the people that you're interacting with, mm-hmm. you're robbing them of that interaction. Mm. It's a very one mm. way, one sided interaction when you're over here trying to get the upper hand, trying to mm-hmm. one up them. Like you having you're having an issue with a person, yeah. And the first thing you say, like you don't have the emotional bandwidth for something, or yeah. you, um, it's dismissive. It's dismissive. It's not really taking into account the situation that's happening, mm-hmm. and it's not giving an opportunity for like real, genuine interaction to occur. Yeah, right? it's not real, like an authentic way of expressing yourself. Yeah, um, it's very, um. 
What's the word? Anti. The thing that doctors do. Antiseptic. Maybe. I don't know. Oh it's very, it's just like very cold and removed. Yeah. And unempathetic. Right. And it really is, in my opinion, um, ruining people's potential interactions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because the first fight you guys have, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. Talking about how they're gaslighting you, how they're being a narcissist, how they're attached, they're avoiding attachment, all mm -hmm. that stuff. And the moment you lead with that, mm -hmm. you can't argue against the terminology. Yeah. It's really hard. It's like, oh, you're gaslighting me. The first time you're accused about that, mm -hmm. you're just going to be like, am I gaslighting you? Right. When in the reality, you're just disagreeing with what point mm -hmm. they're trying to make right like yeah. oh so when i disagree with what you think is your truth right right all of a sudden now i'm gaslighting you yeah like that doesn't like no we're having a conversation right and like you're saying it robs that other person from being able to truly engage in like meaningful discussion about mm -hmm. it right like yeah like what are what are you going to say to that at that point and and that's why i also think like to some degree like when people use this therapy speak to such like an aggressive degree it's being used in a way that like is like deflecting is also just like in that victim mentality it keeps like you and yourself at like the center of that like conflict or mm -hmm. it keeps you at the center of re your reality or right. whatever it ref it it, it doesn't allow or leave any room for any other complex human to exist mm -hmm. right they must be like simple and straightforward i'm the i can be the only one with complex emotions and complex feelings and make mistakes and all these sorts of things mm -hmm. um and whether a, that's like um, intentional or not because i see it even sorry like with my um some of my girlfriends i i hear that oh well he was just like like totally gaslighting me mm -hmm. like and it's like well, that's like, it, it, like I said, it's like dismissive. It's like, well, there's, there may be something more meaningful, not to say that he didn't treat you poorly right. by no means. Right. But like, there's something you're missing there and being able to understand the other person, understanding maybe the sorts of like interactions or ways that people behave that maybe you want to avoid in the future. Mm -hmm. Like if you don't really address it and understand what's happening there, whether with that person or not, and just kind of chalk it up to like, oh, he's, they're just a narcissist, then like that's like behavior you can't really maybe like avoid in the future or like or cultivate a good conversation with that person for them to grow. Not that that's your responsibility entirely, but like but like we sh we're human to human. We should help each other grow and be better, mm -hmm. you know, if you claim to care about these people. Exactly. And that in in your point mm -hmm. lies my apprehension with this whole mental health situation right yeah because again it's good mm -hmm. that we've progressed to this understanding that mental health is important mm -hmm. and people don't have to be hanging themselves from chandeliers because they can't take it anymore because they have no one to talk to and all this stuff 100 percent. Right? being vulnerable being authentic being open mm -hmm. very important things to do mm -hmm. but somewhere along the line we got influenced by this hyper-individualistic mm -hmm. culture that we're a part of. Totally. So like you were saying, yourself is prioritized. Mm -hmm. The individual, your mental health is more important mm -hmm. than every 
somebody else's mental health. Yeah. So now you are using and finding and hand picking mm-hmm. the frameworks and the um, terminology and the situations that benefit your view of the situation. Yeah. So it's not like you're using, um, you're trying to find what, how, how avoidant people interact so that you can better understand how to like interact with someone. Mm-hmm. You're using that as a way to like justify your position and like save yourself from the, um, the potential disappointment that you would have if you like accepted that you and took accountability that you mm-hmm. interacted with this person and like he's not perfect but it's so much easier to be like instead of like dealing with that hurt and facing that pain be like mm-hmm. well it didn't matter anyway just invalidate yeah. the entire thing because mm-hmm. he was a narcissist he gaslit me he's avoidant mm-hmm. he's this he's that he's the other or even like what's used against women because i feel like we're using a lot of like he like she's she's crazy like mm-hmm. she's unstable like th- that sort of language like she's it's, not emotionally available yeah she's not like, emotionally intelligent right like she she probably she's bipolar mm. you know all these sorts of things like that language being used it's yeah it's, it's like is she bipolar or mm-hmm. is she expressing herself yeah by from something that you're doing yeah did, did you do something to make her pissed off right are you with, are you withholding something from her right and she's trying to address it and you're not a, like you know like i like you're being you're being you're being cold to her mm-hmm. or, or whatnot and not allowing her to like engage with you in a vulnerable way or, or whatnot Precisely. And it's frustrating yeah all these things can be true at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I am just so baffled why people don't want to. Mm-hmm. Like, look at that. Yeah. It's not easier to, at least not in my brain, to mm-hmm. be like, oh, she was like a narcissist. Mm-hmm. Or, oh, she was this, that, and the other. For me, I'm like always trying to meet people where they are. Yeah. And be like, all right, so how can we, mm-hmm. based on how you're feeling, how can we rectify this how can we move forward in this if we want to keep having this connection right because if we don't then continue to do what you're doing right and validating and dismissing people and Mm -hmm. being unempathetic because that's exactly what's going to happen right right people are just going to stop interact you end the conversation the moment you classify someone yeah thing there's nowhere else to go because yeah that's a actual phenomenon a narcissist mm-hmm. is a set of behavior that mm-hmm. you can't resist it's a mental disorder right why is the dude that you're just dating casually all of a sudden have this whole mental disorder that he can't escape from right there's no path forward for you guys now yeah. because of all of a sudden he's a narcissist he's yeah. crazy yeah like oh my goodness that's insane to me yeah no 100 maybe it's just a not compatible situation you know and that's perfectly okay or maybe you need to look within sister because even like it's, it happens all the time too with friendships right it's like not just relationships mm-hmm. where people are doing this to one another right like doing this to like to friends specifically of like the like emotional like i just don't have like the emotional like bandwidth mm-hmm. to I'm like gonna do the emotional labor your, of explaining yeah. that to you yeah or like i just like can't like help you because i like have a lot going on mm-hmm. in my life and it's like okay if you're that needs. friend who's like constantly having a lot going on in her life <laughs> and can never be there for your other friends maybe you're the like self-centered no mm-hmm. just kidding you're not. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> not oh. maybe you're the narcissist oh. <laughs> oh that's what we're doing right no. now 
okay. but like maybe like you need to like look within you know like mm-hmm. and that's the other thing like you there's no introspection of your behavior when you like make these statements uh like outside of like well i have to like take care of my needs and, mm-hmm. and yeah yes you should sure you 100 percent wrong right but like you like you're <laughs> being mean to people <laughs> like, that, was, that was just like my <laughs> you're just being look, so mean i could put this so many ways but you're just being mean yeah. you're being mean to like these people that you claim to care about you're being dismissive and and granted there's definitely worlds where like then this language like the therapy speak becomes like necessary and useful mm-hmm. it's not as if like this like very like cold like rigid language is not like necessary in certain situations um say you do have a friend who you've tried to communicate like maybe you do have someone who just like you literally uses you to vent and dump their shit on and like it's like they're not really not really there for you etc and you try to communicate with them several times and like they're not really accepting or hearing what you're trying to say and and eventually gets to a point where you do have to be like Hardcore boundary. I cannot be there for you right now, mm. you know, and you having to use that cold language. There's definitely a world in like the day to day world outside of a therapy session where this sort of language is necessary and useful. Mm-hmm. You know, if you have like a mom or a parent who's like a narcissist or like or a helicopter parent. Yeah. Ex- yeah, exactly. Not respecting your newfound adultness. Yeah. Not respecting your boundaries, et cetera. And you having to over, but that's the thing. It's like, it's more so characteristic of you maybe having to communicate in a more like human way and over and over again before it gets to that mm-hmm. point of having to be like, boom, here it is. Right. And even then you're not trying to diagnose that person in that. You're, you're not just, calling them anything. Yeah, exactly. You're just, you're, you're setting it like a valid boundary at that point. Like, right. I can't deal with this right now. It's not good for my mental health. Right, exactly. And, and then going from there. Yeah, no, 100%. But yeah, I think, yeah, people, I think even with boundaries, see it. Um, I think they need to see it more. I think I've said this before on like a one of our really earlier earlier on episodes, I think it was like the dating series or something, but I had said something to the effect of like, you set boundaries to like bring people in, not keep people out. Mm -hmm. You know, they're not meant, as you said, to be this box and this wall that you, to keep people away and keep them at a distance. They are so that you can bring people in and like um, allow for connection and cultivate uh, intimacy in your relationships and connectivity in your friendships and all these sorts and of things. And understand like how you operate in mm-hmm. relation to all these people. Right. Because a boundless life just has you going right. with the flow, flip-flopping everywhere and not knowing what the heck is going on. Yeah, that's like, having insane. boundaries just establishes like who you are and what you value as right. a person. It's not something to project on other people. Right. Um, right. And it's not meant to be so rigid. Yeah. It's not meant to be rigid. I think Mm -hmm. people, and I think the error too, especially with boundaries specifically, it's Mm -hmm. that once they're said, Mm -hmm. they're just in stone. There's no inter, there's no like conversation about it. There's Mm -hmm. no, um, what this means to you. Like, is this Mm -hmm. really, there's no conversation around it. Yeah. You just like, once I say it's a boundary, Mm -hmm. you can't talk about it anymore. And if you cross it, Mm-hmm. that's that's that we don't have you have no more access to me yeah and like they're not meant to they're meant to be flexible yeah because 
life and human interaction not meant to be 100% convenient for yeah. you all the time. Right. Sometimes you're going to have to give a little more than you get mm-hmm. and vice versa. You're not a perfect human being. Sometimes you're always doing, um, you're sometimes doing some things that you require a little more from mm-hmm. other people. Yeah. And the people that are helping you are not yeah. um, doing that because it's convenient for them. They're doing mm-hmm. that because that's life. Yeah, like sometimes you make allowances for the people that you love in moments of like need or support or mm-hmm. um or if, or like in like maybe like a momentary release of boundaries because you see that the person's like triggered or distressed or upset in some way and like um you know that's just like it's just like being interacting with other humans and also boundaries grow and evolve as you grow and evolve and they are should. different for different people right. and that part too yeah like different it, for different people it doesn't apply everywhere to everyone also too like people like the general person is not responsible to okay this is going to sound bad initially but like i actually did post this on our social media something about <laughs> this um People are not like the general human is not going to know or understand your boundaries or your your things. So mm. you, like they're not responsible for that. Right. The thing that I had posted was other you are the only person responsible for your triggers. Mm. Right. Like mm. if someone in like you're at Starbucks and I don't I really can't think of like an example of like something that would like trigger you. But like um you know, like even, okay, maybe like using the example of like an allergy. Like if you go into like the grocery store and you're allergic to dogs and there's a dog in the grocery store, are you going to get like pissed at the person because they put a dog, they have a, their dog in the grocery store a in a public place? No, but that's, what, and that is why I'm saying this as well. You're like, well, I have allergies and like you just can't have like a dog. It's a public place. Mm. Yes, you, you have to take responsibility for that allergy. Like if, when you go out into the world, sometimes, you're going to come across a dog and it's going to suck and you're going to get a little sick mm. and you have to be the one to heal yourself. It's not the other person's responsibility to feel better. Yeah, they're not going to run out of the store with their dog. Right. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> right, I didn't exactly. know that you were allergic, you random stranger. Like, exactly. sorry. 100%. Sure, people can be considerate, but it's like, yeah, you're the one individual that has that allergy. Right. So sorry. Yeah. Wear a face mask. Do what you got to do. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But like, don't make that everybody else's problem. Right. One hundred percent. And I think kind of in that like mental health like culture on social media and therapy speak, it, it kind of does then become that thing as well. It's like it's mm. everyone else's responsibility to, to make sure that on. I feel good that i don't feel triggered that it's a safe space and that and obviously in an ideal beautiful unicorns and rainbows world sure why not but also we exist in social settings because we we need that to be challenged to grow to expand we don't yeah why do you want to be 60 still triggered by the same thing that we don't always need a safe space sometimes you need a not so safe space sometimes you need like Within reason. We're talking about <laughs> mentally unsafe, but not right. destructive. <laughs> yeah. Please don't put yourself in like a war zone. Oh my no, goodness. obviously. But like, yeah, it's you're not it's not supposed to be like safe and kumbaya all mm. all day long, all life long, you yeah. know? Um that's just Please. not how we're supposed to exist as humans. We don't thrive in those settings. It ebbs and flows, right? Um, and so like with that mental this mental health culture, it's like it's existing or it's like the narrative is in a way it's like we should all like cultivate this world where everyone is perfectly like like accommodated for mm. and like 
catered and to, catered, yeah, coddled, if you will. Mm-hmm. That's why all the boomers say we're soft <laughs> back in their day. Yeah, well, they have their problems yeah. too. Right? Mm-hmm. We'll get into that right now. That's right. Not what we're about. But it's so interesting because. I think the narrative around mental health these days is that the mental health is the challenge. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, it, it, it is. And 100%. to be sure, yeah. Yeah. Not to invalidate another person's like struggle. Yeah. Sometimes it is really hard to have to be triggered all the damn time. Mm-hmm. And there should be a little bit of allowance, at least more than there used to be, mm-hmm. for people being triggered. Or even just like if you ha- are if you are anxious or if you do have a depression or if you do have like, like if you do have moments, like even if you're not like diagnosed, but you do have moments of anxiety and, mm. and things like that. It's not, those things are completely valid, 100%. Those struggles that you experience are 100% valid. At least for me, I do want to make that like clear. But yeah, no, that's yeah, that's definitely something to be made clear. It's it's not as if, um, you know, you you don't like reach out to your like community for like aid or assistance or a place to go to for like emotional support, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, there is an aspect of that. There's a balance there where it's like at the end of the day, you are the only one who can help yourself, you know, and in your your friends, your family your therapist, people, whatever can provide you as much support as possible. But at the end of the day, like you can, you're the one that has to take the action to make the change. Mm -hmm. Um, And to be completely sure and to be completely clear, the people with mental health, like actual mental health, mm -hmm. aren't the ones doing this. Right. You know, (laughs) let's talk about the people that are actually the ones doing this. I mean, they're a little too busy dealing with their actual bipolar disorder. Right. (laughs) To be like, I don't know. know, These terms, you're such a narcissist. You don't treat me like, no, we're, we're dealing with actual things and we're not talking to y'all. We're talking to the people Mm -hmm. that are utilizing these things out of context. Do you have mental health? Yeah mental health right Mm -hmm. who who can really define what that is these days right especially in a world where people are very quick to mm self-diagnose including myself i jokingly self-diagnose myself all the time yeah i did like five times a day i know literally (laughs) hooray i don't don't mean the single minute of it Mm -hmm. whatever but it's almost like a performance that these people are putting on Mm. they want to like don the mask of mental health Mm. in a way to support their own position in a certain situation i don't know Mm -hmm. it's really hard to put myself in these people's shoes because i don't do things like this sure yeah but i'm just like trying to think about like the type of person that would like what are they trying to achieve what are they trying to accomplish Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. what is achieved what is accomplished by doing what they're doing um i think there's a level of like attention and sympathy that you receive in that um and kind of like making it known that you struggle in these ways or whatnot and whether intentionally or not what you know whether you in your own mind you feel genuine in that like there that does that feels good right to receive it from like the internet or mm. whomever um so i definitely think there is an aspect of that that um is at play for sure a person that 
wants a little bit more sympathy, mm-hmm. wants to feel maybe better themselves about the mm-hmm. situation that happened. Yeah. Instead of just like, oh, I chose wrong and that really hurt me and mm-hmm. dealing with it, being like, trying to find and grasp at the ways mm-hmm. that maybe the experience was. Yeah, it's their way of like trying to grasp with some sort of mm-hmm. understanding, right? That yeah. is their attempt at that, which I can, that's, you know, it's understandable, right? Understandable, a little natural even, mm-hmm. if you would. Yeah. But it's the performative like victimization mm-hmm. that people are often clinging to, whereas like mm-hmm. now in that desire for sympathy and empathy mm-hmm. to be the like the victim from or like the to be like the victim of a situation being the lower hand kind of gives you like this sense of superiority to mm-hmm. other people like you're in the right now because this thing happened to you right. not something that you were participating in it's like oh sure. if you were dating a narcissist and he was like abusing you mm-hmm. then whatever happened wasn't your fault right so you totally. don't have to look at that and you don't have victims to deal who with that. are victims of narcissists yeah it, it isn't their fault yeah exactly <laughs> but when you're just claiming a person to be mm-hmm. and they're not actually it's like yeah you are one disrespecting the people that actually deal with that mm-hmm. firstly secondly you're not giving your own self the opportunity to explore what was actually happening. Yeah. And like, I think you might've mentioned this before. Mm-hmm. You're not, al- in, if you don't give yourself the opportunity to explore what's actually going on, mm-hmm. you don't have an opportunity to grow from it. You don't have an opportunity to, to heal, move yeah. forward and do all the things that are required to make you a more actualized <laughs> human being. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I 100% agree. But I have a list. Oh, yes, the list. 15. Maybe we won't do all 15. Okay. Ooh, 15. Right. Yeah, it's a lot. But yeah. These are just things that you hear all the time on the internet that I want to create a different alternative for. Okay. You know, like it's not this. Maybe. It's that. It could, might, it might look like this, but it's probably this Mm -hmm. how many let's look it up right now how many narcissists are like in america (laughs) right how many documented narcissists are in america oh no are there in the u.s it's the first search all right so generously yeah giving the most generous classification Mm -hmm. percentage yeah five percent Okay. Of people are narcissists, and it can be as low as 0.5 percent. Mm. Okay, your chances of meeting a narcissist are not very high, right? So, if you are one of those unlucky people that just so happened to run into one, mm-hmm. are you though? <laughs> well, I, I I will say this: like, there can be an argument made for. Not every narcissistic human goes to therapy and gets diagnosed with said like behavioral disorder. So is that number like more potentially? Do I think it's like 50% of the population? 
No. Yes, and it's all men. Uh, right. Oh, no. <laughs> They're all narcissistic. And I mean, mothers, apparently. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Narcissistic mothers. Yeah, 20-year-old sure. men and, and mothers. <laughs> They're all narcissists. They're all narcissists. Jesus Christ. Um, 75% of the population. Right, right. Um, yeah, so like you said, like it's not like the likelihood that you're maybe running into someone who's like diagnosably like a narcissist. Mm. Maybe not. Maybe not entirely the case, but... Right. That being said, you want to go down the list, you say? First, first phrase. This just doesn't align with me. This mm. just isn't something that I can do, you know, alignment. Instead of you being so quick to determine what does or does not align with you, mm-hmm. maybe it's just something that, like, makes you uncomfortable. Uh, Is it really completely opposed to who yeah. you are as a person or Mm -hmm. or maybe is it just something you don't agree with right or something that you're 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 maybe using that term to like avoid some like necessary uncomfortability Mm -hmm. in life where like oh well it just doesn't align with like my being yeah you know what doesn't align with me paying bills i still got to do that so (laughs) (laughs) let's go from there right let's keep it real sorry i just Sorry, sorry, Uncle Sam. Paying taxes just doesn't align with me. Yeah, it doesn't align with my current goals. (laughs) My current current financial goals, paying rent doesn't really align. They'll kick you out immediately. What do you mean? Uh, What do you mean? But yeah, okay, I see that. Um, We already talked at length about boundaries. Mm -hmm. Um, Are they narcissistic Mm -hmm. or are they just 21? Right. You know? Yeah. Kind of like the, like, at least from what I see out in the world of, like, specifically women who will call, like, dudes, like, oh, he's just, like, a narcissist, et cetera. I I wonder sometimes whether it's more like, okay, or is he just, like, a 20-something-year-old dude who's not really focused on, like, having, like, a serious relationship, is just trying to, like have sex, focus on his career, hang out with his boys. Have a good time. And I'm here for a good time, not a long time. You know, right. I. Like, hey. Right. And like, maybe he didn't communicate enough with you at all. Not to say that this person wasn't doing anything wrong in this interaction, but are they like this, like, you know, diabolical, like narcissist who doesn't care about anyone else but themselves? Mm-hmm. Um Maybe not. Maybe he doesn't care about anyone but himself right now. But like that doesn't necessarily like mean that he's a narcissist. Yeah. Maybe he just doesn't want to be with you. That's <laughs> a tough pill to swallow. Maybe also, he's, he's not a narcissist. He just didn't want you. Yeah. Likes. Okay, maybe. for sure. Maybe that. For sure. And let's stop putting all this pressure on these children. These right. super young adults. Like they're not going to communicate effectively. They're not going to want to be with you just right at the bat. You might have to fight for mm-hmm. their attention. Like that's just a natural situation. Well, uh, I mean, look, I'll say this. Like I, I do think if you're like a 25 year old dude, like, and you have a hard time, like, I think you're a grown enough adult to like, know, like, you know, maybe I should be doing better. Like maybe I should be, I know how to communicate better, et cetera. I don't want to like say that, like there's, like, oh, you're in your 20s, you're so young, like, you don't know any better. I think, like, there's tools out there for you to know better, for yeah, sure. Yeah, TikTok tools that tell you all about these right. terminologies. <laughs> exactly. But, like, 
also at the same time, I, I think where I'm coming from in the examples that I'm giving is that like, don't expect maybe like a 20 something year old person to always like want like something as serious or like committed mm. as maybe you are looking for or to have um, it all together all the time yeah exactly um lord knows i didn't no <laughs> for real and this is one of my favorite ones that people are always talking about mm-hmm. weaponized incompetence is he is is it weaponized incompetence <laughs> or have you not communicated your need effectively enough yeah. like yeah sure he should know maybe to take the dish into the sink right but is he like doing that intentionally to like mm, yeah there definitely stress is, you out is an air of like you know yeah that that one's a, that one's definitely a hard one because at least for me because that, that hits a nerve for me right. for sure as a woman and so i yeah, it, it's definitely one of those things of like, okay, how like, and I think that one is kind of like based on how much like communication have you actually provided for then it to then become like this sort of like weaponized like incompetence, mm. right? Um, if it's something maybe that hasn't been communicated at all, maybe for whatever reason, it was something that he or she growing up didn't ever really have to worry about maybe they didn't have to really worry about cleaning the house like at all so like them you know you know i don't know people (laughs) especially like in la you meet a lot of people with wealthy parents and like they Mm. have cleaning ladies you know they just never have to worry about really making their bed or something like that so it's not something that like it's annoying for sure a deal breaker for you no, I don't make my bed. And I was I was raised to make my bed, so <laughs> she fell off. Ooh. Jackie, don't listen to this. You did a good I job. Really, I know, and I haven't cleaned my baseboards in months, too. Baseboards? Damn. Damn. <laughs> Mother would be so disappointed. Mom, like, your mom's rolling in her seat. Yeah, literally. <laughs> literally. Um, so, yeah, like, I, I think for me, at least, that's something that, like, I guess, like, I can understand if there's if it's at a point where it's like you know there's been a healthy amount of communication but then at the same time it's like okay as a woman it's like well we learn these things we know to do these things so why is it that you don't know to do these things because i know this term specifically used in the context of women saying men are use weaponized incompetence Mm -hmm. often um to do what though to make your life harder well, I don't like know that it's not also, to do something. I don't know there that it's always context. meant intentionally. Like in the sense, like I don't think when people are using this term, they think that men are like like walking like through the kitchen, seeing the dishes, being like, hmm, she would want me to clean that, but I'm gonna pretend like I didn't see it and didn't know. I don't I don't think that women are thinking it's that. It's that it's like it's more of a an a like like a thing where it's like, oh, well, I'm just not aware. I'm just not aware of these things. And it's like, well, you live in this house too, right? Like at the end of the day, like we are both living here and have our laundry. Like we have dirty clothes. Mm. You, We eat food off of these plates. Like how are you unaware? Does the that make sense? The thing that I see it used as that when, a, like let's assume that it is communicated mm-hmm. and the dude does it the incompetence part that mm-hmm. ends up being weaponized is it's not done to specifications. Mm-hmm. So you like your clothes and your laundry separated by colors mm-hmm. and by garments, mm-hmm. right? 
you tell your husband to do the laundry, he does it, but he dumps everything in. Mm -hmm. So you're never going to ask him to do the laundry again. Mm -hmm. Weaponized incompetence. Mm, I see. I see. But it's like, maybe in his brain, he's not thinking about it like that. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's just, he's like, wow, she wants me to do laundry. This is the most effective and efficient way to do it. Mm -hmm. And those type of things, those little intricacies that we raise to do things a certain way need to be explained to people. Yeah. I have a crazy, <laughs> crazy preference yes. for how my dishwasher is stacked. Okay. So that's why I hate when people do my dishes because they stack the dishwasher all crazy. It's like, uh-huh. no, you got to put the big bowl at the bottom so you stack yeah. it so it's all clean effectively and do a, right. like, not everybody grew up with a dishwasher. Yeah. Most people had to wash those dishes and stack them up and dry them at the same time. Right. I'm not going to be, oh, see, this is what I mean, weaponized incompetence. You don't do things the way that's supposed the to. Right no, I way. have to do it, right? It's yeah. Like, yeah. Or they just raised differently, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, no, there's I, I I definitely see what you're saying. I hope you see what I'm saying too. Oh yeah, 100%. Yeah. We both see what each other are saying. Ooh. Um, Communication, eh? <laughs> Is it emotional labor? <laughs> or do you just have to communicate and explain yourself? <laughs> like I'm sure you can say you're not going to do the emotional labor of having to explain these things but how mm-hmm. the heck am i supposed to know what's going on in your brain yeah if you feel so slighted every time you have to explain something that i may or may not understand yeah yeah no that i yeah i definitely hear you on that um <laughs> i'm not gonna do the emotional labor of having to yeah because i'm trying to like think of like what situations like or like examples those are mm-hmm. used in it's used on- in um racism <laughs> racism conversation wait really yeah oh i see like i'm not like i sh- can't i'm not going to educate you mm-hmm. on these top like google gonna, is free yeah, like that exactly. sort of like commentary okay which in that context sure yeah yeah that's not your responsibility to change institutional racism sure totally, totally not. but when your boyfriend wants to know like what's going on with you mm-hmm. like no, i can't it's not my responsibility to tell you what's going on well no i wonder if it's like the emotional labor like when they're it's using that it's more so and like i'm the one who has to like facilitate these conversations to have like these more emotional talks and like um carry that responsibility to like I don't know, something of that nature. Less of to like, which I say, why not? Mm-hmm. If that's the situation that has to happen, are they participating yeah. in it? Yeah. Or whenever you try to bring that up, they're like super resistant. And they don't want to engage in those type of conversations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I definitely think like, I don't, I don't know how much like, I believe this for this specific scenario, but I'm going to mm-hmm. say it. Um, sometimes like you and your partner, like in your, and in dynamic, like, Sometimes, okay, what if, like, there's a world, like, you are always the the partner who always says, has to say sorry first. Mm. It's, like, that's just kind of how it is. You're always the one who says sorry first. And that's really annoying. And you kind of have to sit with yourself and be, like, okay, like, am I, and this is kind of, like, an extreme example. Maybe not super extreme. I but, feel like that's perfectly like, reasonable, actually. Yeah. Um, you kind of have to sit with yourself and be like, okay, is this something that like is 
bothers me so much to the degree that I it's a deal breaker. I'm not willing to be with someone who's not willing to like apologize first. Or do I have to just accept that this person has a hard time or isn't always isn't the person to come to the table first? But they do when I do approach them. They are all really receptive mm-hmm. to like to it, and then they start talking, and they start apologizing, and and it it does become like a really good conversation. I do feel understood by them, and all these sorts of things. And it sucks that I'm the one that has to like come and start the conversation, mm-hmm. but it is good that the conversation happens. Obviously, it's like if it's a situation where the person's like completely resistant and all these sorts of things, that's a whole other topic. But like, if you're the partner who has to start the conversation first all the time. Like you kind of like, not that you have to accept that, but maybe in order to be with that person, it's like, okay, this is, this is what it is. So that's not necessarily like the worst predicament, right? Unless they're the ones at fault. Why am I apologizing to you when you offended me? Yeah. Or I guess maybe like a better example, like I'm trying to think of a better example. (laughs) I don't know. Like always like being the, the partner who like, like you just, you're always a part, like, you're always a partner who cooks, you know, like guilty, you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. see, there you go. It's like, okay. Like but she can't cook weaponizing competence. Right. <laughs> like that I can know. be like an annoyance, but it's like, oh, like, That's well, very you know triggering what? For me. I'll be the partner who cooks. Like if you'll do the dishes, mm. you know what I mean? I'll be the cook of like the, of this relationship. It's like, you'll, you'll help me with the dishes after, which is a perfectly you know? fair, yeah, fair, fair, fair. Um, symbiotic relationship right exactly and it's kind of just like i don't know i don't know Mm. is it a lack of respect or do they just not exist exactly the way they want you do you want them to Mm. Mm. maybe they don't respect you and why is that why does that like (laughs) for me i'm like maybe they just don't respect you and that's fine move on You want your partner to respect you, though. Oh, your partner. I thought it was just like a dating situation. Just a situation. random person. Like, maybe they don't like, respect you. Move on. Uh, like, no. Not a random person. Maybe you, like, want them, maybe you want to be with them and you feel like they don't respect you. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen any, like, I haven't seen that word used, like, incorrectly. So I can't really give any, like, input on that. Fair enough. Mm, is it something that you need mm-hmm. qualified as your needs? Mm-hmm. Or... Is it something that you would prefer to happen? Yeah. I feel like that kind of exists similarly in the realm of like boundaries. Mm. Of like, these are just like my needs. And it's like, uh. Your uh, wants, maybe? Right. Your wants? Do we need that? <laughs> I don't <laughs> do we know. need that? I mean, uh, you need air. Like, yeah. do you need this? Like, do you need me to like uh, see you at 6 p.m. every Thursday? Do you right. need that? Yeah. Bishop. Every Thursday. <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah. <laughs> Is he avoidant? Mm-hmm. Or does he not like you? <laughs> or do they hate you? <laughs> or do they just hate you? <laughs> Is he avoidant or have you not cultivated an environment conducive to him opening up? Mm. Oh, that's a big one. Maybe every time he tries to open up, you're not like catching those emotional bids. You invalidate mm-hmm. him. You try to correct his feeling. You're like mm-hmm. maybe you're not supposed to feel that way. It's like, oh, well. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to talk anymore. Yeah. Maybe you overreact every time he says something um, mm-hmm. bothers him and now he has to deal with that. Yeah. No, that's definitely like a hard 
one to identify with yourself and a hard pill to swallow as well mm-hmm. of like, yeah, like I need this person to open up and like be vulnerable with me. But yeah, are you creating and and this and this context like a safe space is necessary right mm-hmm. like are you creating a space in which they feel safe to do so and mm. like that then requires like okay well it's not their problem per se that they're not opening up but maybe your inability to or to like create that space for them to do so Especially when it's like a like you guys are maybe getting to know one another, right? Mm-hmm. Like that you have to show like, oh, I'm a tr- trustworthy person to confide in, exactly. or you know. And then I was um, listening to a video the other day mm-hmm. that was talking about how like men that are good. Mm-hmm people also are always talking about like how men are nonchalant Mm -hmm. but the men that you actually want to date and want to be in a relationship with aren't going to be the ones that are going to explode at you and like Mm -hmm. put you in your place and do all that stuff Mm -hmm. if you come to them with like very antagonistic energy they're going to interact with you in what they understand to be the safest way possible yeah so what that usually looks like is shutting down and like while you're being whatever you are emotional whatever they're Mm -hmm. just like taking it and not really reacting to it mm-hmm. it's like yeah that can be avoidant but would you rather him engage you in that space yeah no that's not what you want but now you're punishing them for being like a safe space and being a nice person that's not gonna like treat you like shit mm-hmm. by like acting the way you act when you really just need to like be calm with them mm-hmm. create a space for them to talk to you and be whatever you need to be and not have them shutting down. Yeah. No, that that definitely is like a... That one's more common than not. Yeah. Because I'm like that. I mean, but that is interesting, though, because sometimes, like, a man's, like, calmness or, like, silence is a, like, means of... I don't know if I want to say manipulation, but definitely creates, like frustration within like the women participating in that interaction right like affect you the way it yeah exactly where that kind of like it's what we were talking about earlier of like or was it this episode (laughs) i don't know anymore it's all all bleeding together sorry guys (laughs) Um, yeah exactly (laughs) professional um where it's like you know it's used as like a like you're like you're withholding something um and like vulnerability or like participation in something to cuz you know it's going to like upset that person mm-hmm. right so that, that one's like a hard one for me cuz i definitely see that that dynamic happen in like the opposite respect where like the the woman in that in a relationship is like trying to like let's open up let's have a conversation like i'm feeling things like engage in these feelings with me talk them through with me exactly and it's Mm, like you're feeling what (laughs) right stonewall (laughs) nothing so yeah that is the difference between stonewalling and shutting down right you shut down in response to something you stonewalled Mm -hmm. to like cause a reaction yeah yeah slippery slope I mean, I think we already kind of said something about like triggering. Yeah. Like the, like people being like, I'm triggered. Own your triggers. Yeah. And I don't know. I had an interaction recently where Mm -hmm. um, this girl actually did struggle with crazy mental health bullshit. Mm -hmm. And she was also 
psychologically informed and trained. That was mm-hmm. her major and her practice. Yeah. And it's really interesting to talk to people like that because on the one hand, in your desire to care and understand what they're going through, mm-hmm. this is a phenomenon that they're experiencing. Mm-hmm. And instead of interacting directly with the way that they're feeling the emotion that they're feeling Mm -hmm. they will use the terms as a means to separate themselves from the situation because that's the only way they can communicate effectively otherwise Mm -hmm. it just won't happen yeah right and experiencing that i still felt the same way Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day regardless of the situation it's like the position that you have with these people that you have these um, mm-hmm. conflicts with mm-hmm. usually someone that you're closer to whether you're dating them whether they're your friends whether you're family mm-hmm. they have an emotional impact on you yeah and in that emotional impact you would want and expect and hope mm-hmm. that they can come to you and just like be really real with mm-hmm. you and just communicate if something's bothering you like tell me i'm all right with it like we can mm-hmm. talk about it at least me specifically i'm very open to the conversation like <laughs> let's talk let's get to the most effective solution mm-hmm. but when you're like oh this is just what it is and this is how it is and then you use the terminology to support what you're saying it just completely removes any option of that happening mm. and i don't think that's what people want yeah like even if that's what happens, I think people want a more connective thing. Yeah. They want more understanding. They want more um, relationship with mm-hmm. people. They want more love for people. Yeah. And trying to communicate that need in a removed way is just not effective. You have mm-hmm. to be vulnerable. Even yeah. if it's scary, even if it's dangerous, even if it's risky, you yeah. have to lead with vulnerability all the time, that's like the only right answer. Because <laughs> more often than not, especially if this person cares about you, if you scream at a person that you're in pain, mm-hmm. if they care about you, they're going to want to help you. Yeah, yeah. But if you tell a person that these are your boundaries and this is how you feel and you don't have the bandwidth to exist around them, you mm-hmm. completely shut off any possibility right. of connection that you could possibly have with a person right like what if they didn't they maybe didn't even know that you were going through something and Mm -hmm. like maybe they were just like opening up they were talking going through whatever and like didn't realize and like i was like oh well i want to be there for you like how can i be there for you you kind of like cut off that communication or Mm -hmm. that ability for them to do so or make it at least harder for them to do so for sure but if they wanted to they would right right (laughs) they could read your mind hey yo but yeah, that's all I kind of have to say about that. Yeah, I think I think it's it'd be more effective if we stop playing the role of therapist in a mm-hmm. deaf pursuit to try to gain the upper hand yeah. on someone and just like be more authentic, be real, yeah, be vulnerable it, and in your face. It does more to like instead of just making a blanket statement of like this is what it is or like, especially particularly with like, like the using therapy speak to like identify or diagnose someone as Mm -hmm. something instead of doing that, thinking about like just going into depth about how 
their behavior might be wrong or it might have wronged you or has been hurtful, et cetera, to them or to yourself or to your friends, et cetera, versus just, well, they were a narcissist, mm. you know, like they like did this, so they're a narcissist, but maybe just go, doing more introspection on like the behavior on the why instead right. of just using a blanket term. Mm. And being curious and inquisitive. Mm -hmm. You get farther asking people questions than you do making generalities and statements. Yeah. yeah. I 100% agree. But that's all we have to say about that one. Yep. Stop, so fun. Stop using therapy speak. Yeah. Or if you're going to use therapy speak, become a therapist. Right. You, <laughs> Get two, a license. You only you only have two options. Either you stop or you make a professional. Those are the only options we're giving you. Get that you know? bag. Get that bread. Get that head and leave. What? Okay. I forget what song that's from. Peace out. What song is that? I have no idea. Meg Thee Stallion, right? Maybe? Probably. Gosh, so long ago, it feels like. Yeah. Anyways. But yeah, so, well, that's that on that. Mm -hmm. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that episode. Let us know. Are you a person that is usually using those terminologies <laughs> and in which context do you use them are you invalidating ex-relationships trying to control friendships being mad narcissistic and controlling yourself uh, wow or are you a trained professional and you're using this to articulate your situation and your sure. people sure let us know uh that being said let us know on like our social medias and all that good stuff at we.theintellectuals facebook instagram tiktok youtube all that good stuff we would love to hear from you Absolutely. as always and at the end of the day i'm jam and i'm renee and we're the intellectuals signing off until next time bye peace out a town down Mm -mm. Hey, hey. <laughs> That'd be cool for our <laughs> <laughs> That would be so good.